welcome to Down the Matt Swivel Chat again. Um, first of all, an apology, a second apology really, um, that we didn't manage to actually complete the circle in the last pod, and we unfortunately, yeah, due to technical errors uh, and problems, uh, that was kind of uh, taken away from us. But here we are, and um, hopefully we'll have a bumper episode today to make up for that. Um, how are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much, Dan. Good. Hello, everybody. That's Thank very you bored. As well. I like that. I like that. Cousin's really bored. Yeah. Um, I was in um, somewhere in a couple of alternative realities. Ed- episode 11 is complete and is um, perfectly audible and worked and didn't completely die twice for no sort of. It's probably like fragments of this in the cloud somewhere, yeah. like bits of audio and garbled <laughs> sort of uh, yeah. language and white noise somewhere. But anyway, it'll never see the light of day. Um, no, never got. I think we just need to move on with our lives and and just uh, yeah, think get out of that and move on. Um, I, I think uh, it, it's quite, it'd be like that film. Um, oh God, what was that film? The Echoes thing. Do you remember the one that Kevin Bacon was in? <laughs> you know, and somewhere out. Oh, right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but I'm, I'm very clearly oh. having a Google with it, but I can't. Have, it's have, a quick, have a quick Google while I'm chatting. Anyway, today we're going to talk a bit about football, unsurprisingly, as our name suggests. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we'll talk about other bits and pieces as well as we go through. Um, we'll do a bit, of, maybe a bit of a ramble first of what's been happening in uh, in your world. I actually bumped into your uh, youngest, uh, Matt, which would be a surprise if I bumped into your eldest because yeah. he's in England. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. he held back the tears when I asked him, you know, is he missing his brother? Um, he, I think he did it for his mum, showing showing strength. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he was waiting outside the physio, waiting for his treatment. And um, yeah, he was very cool, and he kept oh, together. Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, he yeah. didn't, he didn't yeah. break any moment. But obviously, he's di- he's crying inside because obviously he's missing his brother, yeah. who he spent pretty much every yeah. waking hour with um, from birth, right? So um, yeah, how yeah. how are you going? Are you missing your your son? I presume you are. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's a bit odd. Yeah, if, uh, with old uh, Felix being over in England, but it's um, it's been uh, it's coming up three weeks now. Uh, yeah, it's, it is a weird thing because <laughs> um, I didn't quite think um, that, that he would, you know, that, that he would be going. And then uh, Casey, my younger son, is going in six weeks. So I'm going to be an empty nester. Mm. Uh, and that's absolutely fine. And I'm okay with that. And uh, no, it's... <laughs> Your voice was crackling on <laughs> it. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And the cats and the dogs are and my lovely uh, furry children will re- not would they won't replace them it's not just a straightforward swap you know um <laughs> but yeah it's, uh, i've signed i've signed up the chihuahuas to uh you know the under twos chihuahua football program and um the cats uh, to a refereeing course so it's all good um yeah no it's 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 i'm really pleased for them very proud of them obviously but yeah it's um it's interesting because i'm now getting uh updates um, of Felix's journey, so he's with Tunbridge Angels, um, under 19s academy. He's got off to a good start, three games, three goals, and he's enjoying it. And um, right, he's so yeah, twice uh, in the first one. I hadn't seen seen the other two. Yeah, um, right. yes. Yeah, so there's a there's a, two or three different teams in there, and they kind of swap around. But he's yeah, he's found his feet. He's enjoying it. Um, and yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes because the men's Tunbridge Angels men's team are, are struggling a little bit, but uh, it's it's still you know. About 10 good news, good news for a youth player, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And they've got a bit of a track record there of promoting youth. So, um, yeah, let's see what happens. And then, yeah, obviously, I'll be going through it all again in uh, about six weeks' time. So, yeah, watch watch this space. Yeah. Well, what else has been happening with you this this uh, weekend or this last week? Well, so? um, obviously, the football season's over, but I continue to, you know, uh, train and do. Uh, my little social thing that I know you occasionally pop along to, but obviously you've got a bit of a bad back, so that yeah. uh, uh, does. Have to manage, have to manage my injury this, these days. Yeah, you do. You, you're on a pay-to-play uh, deal at the moment, aren't you? Doesn't so, train. Yeah. Doesn't train. Doesn't train. <laughs> 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 Never had. Yeah, the old, uh, yeah, the, yeah, you're, uh, who was it? Uh, Ledley King, wasn't it? And um, Paul McGrath. McGrath. Uh, Ledley, Paul McGrath. He didn't yeah. like. Uh, didn't train. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Ledley King. Yeah. What was I going to say? The uh, well, we had the Mornington Soccer Club men's. Men's first team, men's seniors, and men's over 35s and women's seniors team presentation night 
um, just over a week ago on Friday, which over here in Oz was, or in, sorry, in Victoria was grand AFL grand final Friday. So we, as we've said, I think before, possibly on the episode that died, uh, we get, we get a public holiday Mm. for, um, the Australian rules football final, which I'm quite happy with. And, uh, it was good, uh, a few drinks and, um, quite a lot of emotions actually, but, uh, um, and I got a lovely bottle of whiskey and a lovely bottle of red uh, for my troubles as team manager this year. And, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was, it was so nice, lots nice, of men, uh, men expressing emotions, man. That's great to see. Well, in a football sense, so there was, um, uh, there was a lot, you know, there was, and to be What's fair, the actually, um, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, I there was, it just shows you, you never quite know what's going to come out in these things. So, there was, uh, I don't need to go into loads of detail because it probably know very few people would know the people I'm talking about. But one of the coaches, I didn't know this actually, um, who gave my son the debut in the seniors team, uh, he, he'd he been through what I would say personally is an incredibly difficult year with health himself and apparently his parents both died as well. And it, this kind of just got came out during the oh, really? during one of the speeches so i can tell you now there was not a dry eye in the house there was a lot of sniffers of uh, you know people it was a, a dusty room environment for a lot of the lads uh, <laughs> and the people there so it was quite a, it was actually quite a roller coaster of emotions at some point um however the um junior teams had their presentation um a few hours beforehand which obviously i didn't go to and the emotions were running high there because apparently a couple of the teams, and you'll you'll know about this from just being involved in junior sport as well. A couple of the teams are coached by their dads, uh, by fathers, and unsurprisingly, player of the season. players have got the player of the season. Oh, oh, oh God, really? yeah, it's me. yeah, just because you're the yeah. son yeah, of the coach doesn't mean yeah. it shouldn't yeah. receive it, right? But yeah, yeah. often yes, absolutely, and, and and everything's above board and completely fair, and. Um, <laughs> Um, again, uh, some I heard a couple of stories, and it was, yeah, it was interesting. I kind of wish I'd have been there, but having been there in other presentations before, when you see the son of the coach win the awards, mm. uh, it's um, yeah, just take you on the chin, really. So, yeah, that was that, really. Um, and then other than that, I've just been uh, work mm. stuff. Oh, oh no, oh, this is oh wow. So hang on, breaking news. I'm glad you're seeing that. <laughs> they shouldn't have asked me. Where I work, we've had a severe um, infestation on our roof of uh, seagulls. Because as you know, oh, yeah, that's a problem in Yeah. Well, this is, I have to say, this has been said all week. It's kind are of reminiscent of Hitchcock's, the birds. Are they yeah. nesting? Yeah. If you imagine, oh, are they nesting? It's, um, it's mm. insane. It's, uh, I've never, I've worked at the same office now, same area for eight years, and it's, I, I'm no joke. You're literally taking your life in your hands. Whether you're going to get um, a, lo- a lovely uh, air- seagull fecal deposit on your head when you walk out in the car park, it's it, it literally happened to one of my colleagues when she was on the phone. And um, I got into one of my cars at work, and uh, one of my cars, he says, like he's got a flu. One of my cars. One of Elon Musk. My God. One of one of the one, I know it's terrible. One of one of well, I t- I'm going to be the. How many cars have you got, man? How many cars have you got? I've got, you got? I've got four at work. Um, yeah, so I, I got I got into one of the Which colour do I want? And, no. uh, well, uh, sadly, they're all white, you know, which, you know, not being racist, but just all white coloured. But, um, you know, white and, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's much more diverse. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so uh, essentially what's happened is this is, this is quite, this takes a slight grim twist now. So, the netting on to protect, prevent the seagulls from nesting um, over the years has not been maintained by the landlord of the building correctly. So unbeknown to me and everyone else in there, um, there's been complaints made to animal, wel- animal welfare because there's some offices behind us and basically they've, they've become sick to death of seeing dead and dying trapped seagulls in the netting, which is pretty disgusting. So well, these poor birds. Um, so... They've had to remove the netting, and our office now is probably the only building in the Frankston um, sort of business area that's not got netting on. Therefore, and it's nesting season, so there's free range, free hard. range of the goals. It's, it's <laughs> insane. Oh, it's insane. It's like it's basically a big sign. It's, it's now I'm saying nest here. <laughs> basically, it's like a big 
seagull sex orgy on the roof. It's kind of like gone mad. And yeah, well, well, they had to um, they had to get like animal welfare and sort of animal control out um, on the roof, and they actually got attacked by the seagulls and had to turn back. It's like insane. So Surely they surely got rid of expecting that. Like, you know, as, oh, as, well, I don't know. Um, well, roof plumbers went up there um, to because the roof's a mess. It, it stinks of like seagull poo. The whole building, it's the, yeah. the, like it's so it's yeah, it's, it's kind of it's been an interesting seagull poo. Plumber, wouldn't you? Seag- seagull poo wouldn't be the, the nicest of smelling. Like, well, no, and, and it's, it's nice. Like, it would be. Oh, really? No, yeah. and the, and this. And there's genuine health risk. And as you know, even though the weather over here has been randomly cold and very wet, um, on over the weekend it was like 25 degrees and really sunny and lovely. So it's yeah, it's been a recipe for seagull poo disaster. So is that all, um, all the other yeah. all the other buildings in Frankston have got like those reflective silver things that spin round or wires yeah. to like prevent them yeah. the like nests like landing on roof, right? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. Are they like clearing it out, or are they like? Just... You know, well, they've got the, the the landlord has to there has to be humane um, seagull prevention measures taken. <laughs> um, the int- it, on on the subject of the shiny light spinny pyramid mm. things you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure I was responsible for this, but they are. If you're in buildings next to them, they are really, really not very nice to be. No, I know. Really keep, in keep flashing at you. Yeah, but... and there was lots of um, we. Uh, we had to put in a lot of complaints to the local council about it because literally you're sitting in your office and it's like there's a strobe light next to you. So I tell you, it's all going off. It's all going off. I mean, let me get about the football. You know, it's just this is the real. This is what people and want to hear about. High pressure, high pressure work environment, Matt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so my my um, you know, my uh, week has been interesting to say the least when it comes to this stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take a breath now. What about yourself? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I nothing, I nothing nowhere near that. Um, I purchased some roof racks off Facebook Marketplace and went to South Kensington in sort of inner Western Melbourne. So never been there before. It's nothing like its namesake. Sake uh, West Kensington is nothing like. Uh, Kensington in London. No. It's kind of industrial. It's kind of all right though. It's like green and it's, it's a bit grungy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, nor have I. Where's it? Near? Not, so you just go through North Melbourne. It's just like another stop out. That's like two. Oh yeah, yeah. it's really gotcha. very central. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I got them for the for the golf, and that's good. Um, and then oh, and my shed. I did. Uh, my shed is up. So um, well, I can um, got to ask you about your erection of your shed. I, I can send you a picture of my erection if you'd like. I've never not I've not done that before. I kind of missed the boat in terms of uh, people doing that. Um, but yeah, or yeah. come around and see it in person because that's often I will do. Uh, often, to. often the pictures don't do it justice. Um, I've been told. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, come around and have a look. It's um, it's not quite. I haven't waterproofed oh, it yet because it's it did uh, Ooh. it did bend a little bit in transit. So I've got to get, I've got to get the older uh, expandable foam out. And uh, yeah, and, uh, I will point out to our listeners that um. We have had over forty millimeters of rain in the last two days down here. Like, yeah, it, it, it's a little bit damp inside. I did check. That's, that's, but I've also let that like warm. an inch and a half. Yeah, it is warming up over the wheel a lot. Right, should dry out a bit. So I'm hoping, but it's not completely yeah. soaked. It's just like around the edges a little bit. No, it's, it's, no. it's fine. But I'm happy because no. I've actually got a place that I can put all my stuff now, and not just it. That's it. In the rain outside the back of my house, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, I laugh at some. I'll do that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I've not been doing anything really. It's been the, the weather. Apart from the last few days, which has been bad, it's been it was lovely. Like last week and over the weekend, it was yeah. really warm and sunny. Oh, yeah. And everyone thought it was summer. I think my my daughter works at a, an ice cream shop, and she said the yeah. queue was just like you know round the corner almost. Oh, what? Yeah, um, it was it was crazy busy on the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone comes down from Melbourne, and um, I yeah. try and avoid going to Central Mornington. I go in the morning, right. and then I get out, and then I normally sometimes go back in yeah. the evening if I'm going to like go and swim or go to the beach, or whatever. Yeah. Um, my daughter, as you as we remarked, her, my youngest was 14 at the weekend as well, which is mm-hmm. bizarre given that she was born here, so she's like spent her whole life. Uh, she's born in Frankston, close to your yeah um seagull morgue um and um yeah. she um yeah so it just makes you as a it rocks you a little bit as a parent sort of thinking wow yeah 14 years and um she's um we we had a little cake and we went down to flinders actually have you ever been down to flinders mushroom reef sanctuary it's actually a, a lovely spot if anyone's uh 
doesn't no, not, not been or yeah it's it's absolutely amazing it's got it's the most biodiverse reef in victoria so it's got the most number of my biology teacher hat here it's got the most number of yeah. different species in that particular area when the tide goes out it's called mushroom reef not because of mushrooms my daughter said oh i don't like mushrooms i've got nothing to do with mushrooms any um it, the, the the tide goes out and it's kind of mushroom shaped the the reef that gets exposed so uh, take your snorkel along the height of summer get down there you have to kind of yeah it's a bit weird to get to you have to kind of go through you feel like you're going into the golf course which i think is why people don't really know about it um but google it up not i would recommend it. it go go there it's amazing it's like uh it just feels like you're in the in in, in the middle is of the, o- is it on the ocean side or the is it on the ocean yes yeah. it's flinders. well flinders is okay. yeah so flinders is all it's on that kind of southern bit of the peninsula so it's like yeah facing yeah it's gotcha. facing south almost but there's the it's almost part of the golf course. You have to drive through the golf course, and then you kind of find your way. Uh, yeah, okay. I recommend it. Anyone, any holiday makers on the Mornington Peninsula, um, round near Flint, yeah, there's amazing. It. There's Bush Rangers Bay. There's little rock pools. Oh, beautiful in. there. Yeah. Uh, and it is probably my favourite bit. I think of the and there's lots of really good bits. By the way, that's not the only nice yeah. bit. There's loads of nice bits. But yeah, it just uh, and there's a great ice cream shop in Flinders on the main street. Do you know that one? So, sorry. Anyway, welcome to Dan and Matt's um, Morning to Peninsula Tourist Board uh, Pod. Um, no, but yeah, we, uh, yeah, anyway, that, yeah. Uh, that's what I did really. I know, I like to get down there. I never really go there. I don't, you know what it's we, like? No, down here. You we kind of normally, places. but then, but then it's just yeah. like we had a Sunday and it was Annie's birthday and we thought, oh, we'll just drive, you know, just drive down yeah. and see what happens, see where we, see where we end up. Yeah. And, um, and you normally find somewhere nice and, uh, yeah and um and yeah it's all it's, and sun shining you can't really fail to have a nice time just yeah. wandering around. i didn't really do anything it's not like we did anything that exciting but it was a nice nice leisure time uh apart from that i've just been working and getting up early to watch sunderland play this morning and um i'm actually oh you did getting, i'm watching yeah. more sunderland than i ever have i think it's because we're playing quite nice football for almost the first time in my life we've actually got ball players in our team Rather than going, yeah. oh, we might sneak a one-nil victory or yeah. eke out a draw away from home. Right? I'm actually going. We're going into games thinking we're going to probably win this game because we are yeah. better than them on paper, and we won again this morning. Like we beat, we beat um, Watford at home. We beat Sheffield Wednesday on Friday night away from home, um, and yeah. we've only lost. Yeah, we scored. We're scoring loads of goals. We just look like. Yeah, you are scoring a lot, aren't you? Yeah, yeah with five, yeah. three, 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 two. Are we. Got beat by Cardiff. I think that just as we were recording the last pod, we got had a home loss. But that's totally the only yeah. blip. The other we've lost. We've won like five games on the um, outside of that one one new home loss. But um, it's all looking good. So who knows? You know, yeah. like, uh, uh, Leicester look like the stronger strongest team um, already. Um, I told you that yeah. I've solved the goalkeeper conundrum. So Adidas kits this year seem to have a different yeah, colour. Yeah, no, you know, no, but you well, you told me a little bit off air. But um, all right, well, please. so I was watching the last two like, dear listeners. Well, I was just well, I'm sure other people have noticed this as well. But, well hang on, you should um, probably reference this because it may, in the sort of weird time space time kind of conundrum matrix. I'm not sure if we even talked about this on the last pod now oh, officially. Yeah. Maybe that um, with the so part that's lying in fragments. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but basically David Raya was wearing odd coloured shorts. I think we did. I think we did get that far, but anyway, I can't remember. He was. He was wearing different coloured shorts to his top, and I was. I queried it, but it turns out it's an Adidas thing this year. So look out for that, listeners. So um, what does that mean? Like, as in, what do you mean? So if so, Adidas. So if if your your team is as Adidas is your kit kit maker this year. You will notice that your yep. goalkeeper has different color shorts to their shirt. So normally oh, there's right. like a sort of uniform color these days where they're all in orange, all in pink, all in green. Well, I did that's a game with a different yeah. short combo. Um, Le- Leicester were playing in a lovely sort of pastel orange the other night on on Friday, um, and the goalkeeper yeah had again a different. I uh, can't remember what, what colours it was, but it wasn't pastel orange obviously because it's a goalkeeper, so they have a different colour shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was different colour to the shirt with shorts. So, um, but yeah, Leicester look like they're going to run away with the league. By the way, uh, yeah. so we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how that pans out. Um, sorry, we're here right now. Definitely, yeah. I mean, the inadvertently, sorry, Matt, we've started talking about championship football because 
I just Ooh, thought, well, um, no, there's no hierarchy in this. In in, <laughs> in a, you know, we're, we're as we said before, an inclusive podcast, and um, you know, we can talk about whatever kind of football from whatever level. We can. We can. Is that Patrick? Enough for you? A little bit. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Perhaps we'll talk a bit about the Premier League then from the weekend, Matt, because we've, we've probably had time to digest it a bit. Um, anything catch your eye? You know, I mean, Arsenal. That was just so easy, wasn't it? It was like it didn't even break a sweat, I don't think. And uh, like, yeah, it was. It was in some ways. Um, it, like it was a really good performance. I did. I watched the whole game because, like you said, as the older I get, I mean, I, I watched obviously because I've still been in the Premier League. You get all the games over here anyway. So, um, but yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched all that. Um, just a really good performance. I mean, it was good that we could get Havertz a penalty to score. Uh, you know, have that chance to score because he's he's kind of struggling to fit into the team sort of bed in a bit but um injuries were creeping up Saka went off again yeah. and in the as we sort of saw in the Champions League he went off again now probably with a strained hamstring probably going to miss the Man City game and um, Mikel Arteta is hilarious though because um he listed like about five or six players that weren't going to be fit probably for the Bournemouth game and who probably hadn't trained and all of them were in the team um come game like game day so He's got a habit of doing that. But yeah, we, we looked um well, we looked good and you know, Bournemouth there's you know, they're no mugs and uh yeah, we, we came up with a four four nil result. Could have been a bit more. We, we we and defensively, you know, they did actually have a couple of good chances, Bournemouth and Saliba made I don't know if you've seen it, but Saliba at one made a lovely like late tackle. I watched much just of the day. Away. I much of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, did you? Um, but I think I think it was a bit of yeah. a stroll in the park, though, wasn't it? it what, yeah, in the end, when you you know you kind of it was. And Bournemouth are struggling. Good, um, but yeah, Bournemouth is definitely struggling. The most, yeah, the one of the more interesting is just hard in context. Yeah, context. The, the two Manchester teams lost for the first time in ten years on a three pm that was on a Saturday. Yeah, Did you know that that was the first yeah. time in ten years. Uh, having said that, they probably haven't played played all that often. Both of them are going to say on yeah that day at three pm because that it was rarity these days. Yeah, it was. It was a. I watched. I watched those games. Um, well, like the 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 you know extended highlight mini matches of them all. And um, yeah, Man United just they've lost four out of their first seven games or something, haven't they? In the Premier League, and then yeah. I didn't see Man. I, I was surprised about Man City losing, but in the big scheme of things, they didn't actually create that many chances. So mm. um, it's. It's good for the league. It's good for the league. You know, that was, that was brilliant. Like, you know, the sort of the oh, defender, yeah. old-fashioned defender who's just getting his head in the right spot and being yeah. right, reading yeah. the game well. It's sort of old-fashioned defending. Very good. Yeah, yeah. very good. Performance. Um, yeah. We the other ones. I mean, Chelsea won just like a couple of nights ago. Yeah. Um, they, the someone's pointed out the other day that their xG is actually quite high, and I think you know you would expect. Chelsea to improve, given that they've had a very low, yeah. uh, very yeah. low, low, low start point, and maybe this is the evidence of it: is that you know Fulham aren't great, and Chelsea were were good, and they yeah Mudrick scored, and I think that's probably good. Everton misery continues. Jeez, oh, <clears throat> just doesn't seem to get any yeah. any easier or better. But could could there's probably three worst teams in them though, probably this year. Just who knows? Yeah, they could have lost them. I was going to say Luton beat them, so yeah. Um, it's interesting with Chelsea because I remember with Arsenal, um, we had this with um, when Unai Emery took over and Arsenal went on this 20-game unbeaten run and everyone was getting a bit excited about things. But in the background, I know people go on about stats and XG. Some, there's some people that really don't rate it, but it's quite a good, in the, in context of, say, like, you know, bigger chunks of a season is actually a pretty good predictor of where you really are at. And I and Arsenal went in this twenty game unbeaten run were really um were getting results way above their XG. And then eventually it levelled out and we kind of mm. saw what happened. They you know it didn't qualify Champions it's, League. It seems like the, to fall apart. Yeah, it's do the chances you're creating, right? So it's like the expected goals based yeah. on where you're actually getting the because you can do the XD for a player, you can do it for a particular yeah. sort of situation in the game as well. And then yeah. you, you can look at the game yeah. as a whole. So obviously Chelsea's is high, which means that they are creating lots of goal scoring yeah. chances, but just not taking them. But Fulham's I think yeah. is really low. Uh, and therefore, yeah. you know, they are going to probably have a not great struggle a bit this season. So, so um, essentially, essentially, Chelsea should, you know, should 
be get, starting to get results sooner rather than later. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's a funny old game. Yeah. Well, it takes time. The whole. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be sympathetic, make excuses for the multi-millionaires at, no, at Chelsea. But needs that. they have got loads of new players. Like, look at. The, I don't even recognise half the names when I look at Club Cam. The team, yeah, crazy. Like, they know who they are. Uh, and Norwood did probably you see they're taking out more loan. Did you see yeah, how they? They were right? right? like, but yeah, they need because you would. I remember you were talking about their their financial yeah, structure. Any amortization, but they're now looking at something like they want to borrow another 250 million quid, and it's like mm. it's just, yeah, it's mind blowing, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. before we mention the, the VAR, I just want to mention Villa Brighton. Well, because oh, yeah, the VAR. Villa, Villa were brilliant, <laughs> and they, yeah, we'll talk to them in a minute. Oh, yeah, Villa, Villa. Villa were brilliant, yeah. And I think it's the classic, you know, when a press goes wrong, it goes very wrong, and I think that's. Much like Brighton's press, like if it if it goes right for them, they look absolutely amazing and they look like they're going to sort of you know take on the world. If it goes badly wrong, and I think they got a bit bullied in midfield by McGinn at Al, and they got a striker in Watkins who is on form. So fair play to yeah. Villa. Um, yeah, regulation win for Newcastle. But yeah, let maybe we'll spend a few minutes just talking about VAR because I think it's 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 cropped up again. Before we do. Before we do, I just you've just sparked my memory because yeah. <laughs> Because I think we were talking a little bit about this before we went on air. Um, Villa have got kit problems with their manufacturer capital. Oh, you mentioned that. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. So, um, and they've act- as in, uh, they're, apparently their kit weighs 500 grams um, more than it, or or it, com- or it weighs in total 500 grams around halfway through the game. That or, that's or, low. The that's quite hard to program. It can't be that much, could it? Yeah, so... And if you actually, me and my son will watch it. And if you actually see, um, I mean, it looked like it was fairly warm on the. I know it's been warm in England, like twenty plus degrees. But um, and this was the lunchtime kickoff game um, against uh, Brighton. But the Villa players literally looked like they'd been, you know, playing in a, you know, in in a end of season tournament in Thailand or something. Oh, that thing or something. Yeah, honestly, and the the kits the kits are very tight fit, and apparently the players have complained that it, a it's too tight and b it's too sweaty, and um, some of them clearly changed their kit at half time, some didn't, but it but yeah they've got this issue, and apparently Castor the kit manufacturers are um, working to resolve it, but other and it's been a problem with a few other uh, teams that have mm. got the same manufacturer, so they're, they're basically ditching them. Newcastle and Rangers, um, yes, yeah. England cricket. Yeah, Newcastle have gone. Yeah, Newcastle have gone are going apparently going back to Adidas. I think Lazio yeah. as well. I think other team, but um, but yeah, on that as well. The other thing I did, which you know, I think you'd be proud of, Dan, um, as a man of a certain age, was um, obviously I just annoyed my son by saying that Brighton are the um, you know, the media darlings, and they've been found out for about <laughs> the first half. So it's just quite annoying, you know. I thought oh, they've been found out. Yeah, oof, you know. So uh, that just irritated him for the first half, but it was a good performance um there's no doubt about that they yeah they were very good the, well they play liverpool next, on on a on monday of ne- well sunday of next week so that'll be a good one to test yeah. them up then yeah talking of liverpool segueing into the, the yeah. game where yeah. Was, yeah. i mean you kind of forget about the result because everyone just starts talking about the yeah. ridiculous audio that's been released uh, like since but i mean spurs won the game ultimately yeah. which is which is amazing because you kind of you know the Ange, train keeps on keeps on rolling yeah. and everyone is talking and continuing to talk positively about him um but yeah. we can't the game is totally overshadowed by the mix up by the human error but hang on um, that yeah. but yeah wasn't this not meant wasn't this all meant to not happen though once var came in that you know we wouldn't be talking about refereeing controversies because well, var was going to be the magic thing that fixed it all apparently i don't think var was actually the problem here it was the actual human control of the var right because there was just a miscommunication yeah. and again i think i've got this right but basically they checked yeah. it but because they thought yeah. that the on-field decision was different to what they they thought it was they said they checked it and said yeah, yeah that's okay i.e that's okay it is a goal not realizing that actually yeah. he hadn't awarded the goal and he flagged for offside yeah so yeah the, the problem is not actually with the var um, it's actually with the with the human interaction. The, what and I'm look. I'm not trying to wave the VAR flag, and I do sometimes wave the VAR flag. But the and I'm not trying to say it's brilliant because it's not. But apparently, in the Champions League and in other places, they've trialed automated offside decisions, right? And they work. Yeah. Like it's although it's sometimes like a millimeter, like different, and it's like someone's like armpit hair or whatever. The 
it is actually either offside or onside. It's like, you know, do you know the tennis? Years ago, well, this would have ruined John McEnroe's yeah, yeah. career uh, if, if he'd have played today because um, it's there's no touch, there's no line judges, there's no line calls, there's no confusion, there's no argument. It's just basically, is in or out? Um, yeah. And, and there's not even any challenges now because there's no point because the computer's got it sorted. They can do make this automated. This could have been avoided, but they wanted this human layer. The Premier League clubs voted against having it fully automated at the start of the year. And I'm not... Yeah. The problem is also that people think VAR's going to eradicate all errors because it would eradicate that one if it was automated. Yeah. But say there's a handball and a foul in the box. It's not going to solve that because there's still also an interpretation of it. Um, but yeah, it's actually really... I found it really funny. The audio, I've listened to it about three or four times now. It's really hilarious. Listening to yeah. it. Uh, what what did you think? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, I'm just going to come out right at the start. I really do not like VAR, and I wish I wish it wasn't in the game. I'm a big fan of um, goal line technology, but VAR, I just I, I really don't like it. Um, I thought it was good that they released. To be fair to the PGMOL, they did release the audio. You know, finally, there's kind because of, I think the problem is now. And I, I know I've come close to sounding a bit like a tinfoil hat wearer, but I think the problem is people are kind of questioning corruption and conspiracy and stuff because, you know, no one really knows what's going on when there's this VAR stuff. As particularly if you're a fan in the stadium, you have no real idea what is actually happening. At least on TV, you get a bit of it. But it, it probably turns out that um, my take on it is it's just good old inf good old fashioned incompetence really that you know we see at all levels um of administration you know of things you know and you can tell um when the the var officials suddenly realize that the on-field referees <laughs> don't actually understand the panic sets in i think what's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous regardless of the actual rules and apparently the rules are once from what I understand, because I know there's a lot of armchair experts and I put my hand up and say that's me as well. Uh, from what I understand, once players restarted, they cannot go back. But surely they're in, they're communicating with the fourth official on the ground who's communicating with, you can hear with the referees on the ground. Surely there is a way of saying, hang on, there's been a major mistake here. It's a goal. I, d I just mm. do not understand how that cannot happen. It, I mean... Is it like a one-way communication, or is there someone pressing like mute on the microphone? I just mm. I, that is bizarre to me. I I, I, I think, know I, I don't know how they can explain that away. Honestly, I think there's bizarre. the decision though. And if you're saying get rid of VAR, that could have also been the wrong decision if someone had flagged or not flagged in that particular. Because human eye, that's so close. There's no way yeah. a human linesman could actually make that decision accurately, right? So you're probably you're basically saying yeah. that. Could also have been the wrong decision or right decision yeah. based on a human yeah. making that decision, right? That's fine. Yeah. But the thing with VAR is that you're changing not just people. I think I've been missold this idea that it's going to eradicate all errors. It's not because yeah. the, no. If humans are involved in interpretation, there's always going to be discussion about it. I don't know why this is automated. Why is this not automated? Like in tennis, like in cricket. Why is it? takes away all that rubbish if you're going to go down the var yeah. automate everything that you can that's that is clear cut yeah and then acknowledge that there are gray areas in handballs contact in the box there's always going to be dis we disagreed yeah. the other week about an arsenal penalty yeah, right we absolutely. disagreed yeah. I, we both that, watched the same that, video and i said it wasn't and you said it was yeah. there's that's so that's okay yeah. a, a computer's not going to help you with that because it's an interpretation of the law yeah. we need to change the laws the handball law is a good example needs to be changed every time someone's arm touches the ball in the box everyone goes oh it's a handball and it's like well it's not actually like and then and then they go how do defenders get their arms out of the way of the ball it's just sort of ridiculous idea yeah. they got but, but you, behind you, like, I, 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 yeah 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 i largely agree with you but we had the same thing and obviously i'm an arsenal fan but in the london north london derby Arsenal got a penalty when Romero handballed. And for me, even people say, well, you're Arsenal, but that was one of the most clear handballs you'll see. You know, the guy's hand was above his head. He was angry. He was like, he was blocking the ball. But even then, you know, people are saying, oh, is it a handball? You know, he, did, he didn't he, intend to slap the ball out of the air, did he? It's like, it's like what, he what's, he supposed, to, his hand what's was, he supposed to do with his hand? But, yeah. But then his hand, oh, no, then you've got to also say, 
but it's it's like I didn't intend to, you know, um, with um, I've forgotten his name now. The the guy who got, you know, the 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 young guy who got sent off for um, is it was it Harvey Eller who got sent off for? I think for yeah. um, for Liverpool. They need to he do. clearly didn't intend to do, you know, foul that guy over the top of the ball. But he could, you know, but he did. Fouls are <laughs> you know, a bit different. Very you kind of, it's almost, it's almost clearer where the argument about whether it is or isn't with a handball. Yeah. Like, yeah. they say your arms in an unnatural position, and people say, you know, well, what's the natural position? What's an unnatural position? What they should do is change it to an indirect free kick. If it's not intentional, you should be given an indirect. Too much. It's too much of a penalty to get get a penalty. Basically, go yeah. seventy percent chance of going one nil down because you went to lunge yeah. at a ball and the ball was hit really hard at your hand that yeah. was just like balancing yeah. yourself in a natural way. It's just and I look, I've been on that, the end of these and I've won these and I just think it's yeah. it's, it's the law that needs looking at. This isn't a VAR problem. This is yeah. a law. Let, of, let the games be. Problem. Let the rep. Let the ref decide if he thinks the intent was there or not, and if the if he doesn't think the intent was there, then fine, but fine, the, give the. But hardly the, ever free any intent. When whenever I can remember a, a time, Paul Stewart for Sunderland caught the ball and he got booked for it, right? And that's a and it wasn't in the box, yeah. right? But there's you give whatever, he actually caught it in the air because he felt he got fouled and he caught it, and then he got a, yeah. and he actually got a second booking, like for catching it again, and it got sent off and yeah, red card. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but that how. Can you even remember when someone's actually slapped the ball out of the air intentionally? I mean, it doesn't happen no. ever. So no. when when is it ever intentional? It's never intentional. A handball. Yeah, but I, I think I think the uh, yeah I know what you're saying, but I think I think let, let the ref make the decision, and we're always going to moan about the refs. But what I what I found interesting about hearing this audio, and again, I'm going to sound like an old fire here, but I was thinking, is this really what the game has become, where you've got mm -hmm. basically five blokes in a room frantically discussing a decision in this kind of robotic way? This is the game we love, and the passion, mm -hmm. and the kind of artistry, and the fact that it's off the cuff and it's hard to score yeah. a goal, and you've got five blokes that just in a, in a room making these these chat this whole conversation and no one in that stadium has got a clue what's going on no one on the tv has got it and i just think like well this is the worry of the games that I've, you yeah, know like the, the goals yeah. it's allowing goals on marginal offsides that to the naked eye maybe look onside just like it just it, it's suck it's really is starting to reach that point where in a way i don't care if they get the right decision or not it's actually they're sucking the life out of the game to some degree that, and that's why i, I think that's the important point it's it's not, i think the game is being you know. changed culturally and it's for tv yeah. being changed for like how often like when you're at yeah. a game like you don't know what's going on like i like it's only, i remember no. years ago you go to a game and then you watch back the game and yeah. going, oh god that was actually offside or that was a foul how can we just yes. i don't even remember <laughs> that in the game and, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all for the TV audience, Val. Because often, if you watch yeah. it on TV and a goal gets scored, and then they show a replay, and you go, "Hang on a minute, that guy was about three meters offside." And then in the past, it's yeah. waved on and it's gone, and no one cares anymore, and everyone yeah. just gets on with their lives. Um, but yeah. but I think it, it's a it's a good idea to try and eradicate those glaring errors, right? I think that's a good idea in principle. Yeah. But the problem is, as you said, I'm not. It changes the it changes yeah. the culture of the game. It, it stops the game first of all. It it yeah. it then has this kind of miss lack of community and i don't know why they don't communicate with crowds like why don't they say we're this it's been they don't say they yeah. don't say it all they never trialed this either why didn't they trial this in the night no. for a year and say and iron out no. the problems with it and then go oh what but we they, need is no but they if you remember if you remember the a league over here in australia was one of the first leagues yeah. in the world to have var because they trialed it we're talking about like 2017 and they had this is this is why i really get on my soapbox about this is i've had first-hand experience of being in a stadium when they first trialed this stuff five six seven years ago now um and it for me the improvements in var have been minimal in all that time i think the only time i've seen it work i would say well is probably in the 2018 and 2020 in the world cups basically and even well, they, then if you remember yeah. how many penalties were given you know like for var and things like that they did i remember the game you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. One. they did muck yeah. it up like you're watching the game and suddenly the whistle goes and they bring it back for a penalty like it happened five minutes previously yeah. and what happened then yeah. and you look yeah. back and yeah it hit the guy's arm or something but i think they realize actually then they changed oh is it a clear and obvious error and they change and, they, and yeah. this is the sort of thing you work out 
<laughs> when you trial it, yeah. oh, actually, that's silly to just pull back for bizarre penalties over. Yeah. But in the Women's World Cup, the ref comes on, puts the mic on, and tells you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Right, at least you'll that's get true. some form of communication, and you know what they're checking. But you don't know what they're checking. It it should be no. it should be a, there should be a process like cricket now. What's cricket? If there's an appeal, yeah. and the umpire either gives it out or out, and then the the, um, the fielder or the bowler has a chance to say, "Can you check that, please?" and does a little T symbol uh, with their with their arms, and then there's yeah. a process. You know, ball tracking. They say, "Right, did it? Is it a no ball? First of all, did it hit the bat?" Um, yeah. And then you go on to ball tracking and say, "Right, was it going to hit the wickets?" And then if the on field, and there's a process. The, the process isn't clear. Uh, with with those things in football, and and it should be. Yeah, uh, it's just the well, like I, I, don't, I don't know how it can be though, in some ways, because you you know the the very essence of football is it, it's not it, there isn't and there's no and there's not so many natural stop and start points in the game. It happen it stops and starts when it stops and starts. Well, if, a goal, so, if a goal is scored, you, know, you can check it. Yeah, you've got about you've got about yeah. thirty seconds to a minute before the game restarts. That, but that's goal line technology that works. Well, no, offside. That'd be, I think that offside and online technology could be automated and needs to be automated straight away. Yeah. And then anything else needs to be communicated with to the crowd because I don't, I don't see. I, don't, you... I, I, I think all that's all that's happened, honestly, with VAR, it's just added a load more people's opinions into some into into the refereeing. Like you said at the beginning of the conversation about this, that it, it's more interpretation. It is not automated. It is more people's opinions on why, whether that defender deliberately handballed it or whether the boards crossed the line. Or whether, you know, even even and even you could you could talk about it to the cows come around. But even, I mean, this is one thing that you know, uh, you know, I'm trying not to really rant here, but and and it's been brought up quite a lot in other forums. Is it's it, it sounds pedantic, but when they're choosing when the ball's been struck and when a player's offside, you know, what position are they in? You know, when they draw the lines, how, you know, mm. how do we know? I'm not going to, I know, tin four hat time, but how do we know how accurate this stuff is? You know, we know goal line technology but then, is but then, almost Matt, 100% accurate. It's, it's, it's just, insane. But then people will say, it. Like, I think it's changing the culture of the game and that's the problem. Yes, it is. that's what I hate. Statistically, there are less errors yeah. this season than there ever have been because of VAR. And the VAR people will tell you that. Right, the problem yeah, is I'm changing yeah. the culture of the game yeah. by arriving at that yeah. day. And there is, I've been on. I've told you before, I've seen terrible yeah. errors in games and lost games. You know, and and yeah, and it's hard to take. And but VAR fear it does improve that. It does. You can't argue the fact there are less errors now, no. less mistakes made. But the problem is, is the delay, the scrutiny, yeah. the, as you said, the tin foil hat brigade coming in with their conspiracy theories after the event. It just needs. They just need to yeah. think. This should have all been worked out in a trial period, <laughs> and they're they're actually trialing it live in the game. Uh, but it is actually yeah. going back again, all serious. But it's actually really funny audio. If everyone, if anyone's not heard it, oh, it's hilarious. It's, it's yeah. actually really funny. It, 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 um, it's hilarious, and I think it's like you said. Ultimately, um, you know, you listen to that audio, and that literally vindicates everything you've just said about what should this should have been trialed and and things ironed out years ago and this and and essentially these multi-million pound kind of var organizations wherever they are really are are just making it up as they go i mean they can dress it up how they want i don't think i'm against it as against it as you are in principle because i can see that there are elements of the game that should be automated to, to to stuff that's just clear cut. Handballs and fouls is difficult, and I don't think you can easily. Um, VAR's not going to help that much in some of those things. Um, yeah, yeah. When you slow down tackles, some look awful. Uh, oh, at, but when that, you slow things down. To be fair, sorry to go on about it, but that was another element where. See, this is again. This is the Pandora's box. You know, I know I'm saying, oh, be careful what you wish for. This is the Pandora's box I always worried about with VAR. Because, and what happened with that that tackle, I think the Elliott tackle, was if you, the clip um, that the referee saw, the start of the clip was the worst, you know, the worst frame of the, you know, his yeah. ankle, the yeah. guy's ankle getting smashed. So straight away you look at that and you go, that's awful. You know, I've seen that happen to my kids playing football and you want to always punch the guy who's done that to them. You know, I've had that done to me. Um but I think I, I I actually I probably you know in a weird way I probably have more common ground with you over this than maybe uh, you think because for me it you, you have to be 
clear cut in what you can use this for. Otherwise, all you're really doing is adding extra referees with extra camera angles to to try and make a decision. And that's why I was always a big fan of goal line technology because that works and the goal is a goal or it's not a goal. That's it. If they, if they just came out of the bed, this isn't going to eradicate errors, right? This isn't going to do that. What it is going to eradicate is those clear cut moments that we can say someone is on or offside and the ball has crossed the line or not. It's those things yeah. where VAR can actually have yeah. an effect. And it, and it is how it, like, you know, the error aside in the week, uh, they, yeah. they could take the human element out of it completely. They could take it out and they could just get the computer to do it. Yeah, and, cricket, and there's no problem. But it does change the culture of the sport because it becomes well, a team spectacle that's and, not, and not a stadium yeah. spectacle because that's really what VAR's for, is pandering to but the TV audience. Yeah. But even, but even then, it's actually, I was watching it on TV on the weekend and it's actually frustrating because you can see like in the stadium I was in I was in um I was at the Emirates earlier this year when Arsenal literally did get robbed by VAR there was another VAR it was an offside decision when I think Trossard scored a goal we should have gone two up two goals up against Brentford and there was a mistake which Howard Webb apologized for because it had a similar example where for some reason they couldn't see on the view that they had, even though you could see it on the TV replays, the um, uh, Brentford defender was playing the Arsenal was playing Arsenal one side. So mm. you know this is that happened not the exact same, but basically similar situation where it's an onside or offside decision. That was that's back in February. So what's changed? Yeah. You know, I just for me, I think you know well, that wasn't an error. That was the failing of the day, right? and that, and then you learn from that. But not a not no, a no but it was still an error. It was still the 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 guys watching it. This, but I it, I I think that's well, a, no, it was a limitation, of the neck, wasn't it? Rather than it, well, it's not really. It's a limitation. It's a you know you're you're still asking for um, humans to make a decision on something. So this kind of idea that there's a tech, the technology is for goal line decisions and for the semi-automated offside. The rest of it is me and you looking at a screen going, what do you think? I think- Was that a yellow or was it a yeah. yellow, wasn't it? So for me, I just, it's changing the culture of the game too much. And, and it does worry me because outside of, um, you know, the top flight and the, the top competitions, um, football is different because it doesn't have VAR and it doesn't have the, some of the other technology. But, you know, the football you watch now um, is fundamentally different if it's down, uh, you know, your local park team, not from a skill level, but it is different because they don't have VAR. And I, I don't like that personally, you know, but uh, maybe I'm just, um, you know, an old uh, leveller or what were those people, the Luddites. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it, yeah, it's here to yeah. stay. Obviously, it would. It's going yeah, to yeah, make yeah. it better. But yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked yeah. for ages. Should we take a little break? We have. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's take a break. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right. See you on the other side. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to part two, um, where we um, rambled on a bit about uh, VAR and Premier League and so on. But we're going to talk a bit about the Champions League, which yeah. we're just discussing this. It's a little bit the group stages can be a little bit bit turgid, but um, the there was there were a few interesting uh, results and incidents yeah, in, yeah. in the games in the week. Um, but yeah, um, do you want to start off? Like, uh, we I reminded you earlier, Matt, with the. It was the Arsenal's most rare kit ever was when yeah. they produced 16 shirts for the previous game with um, Lance, uh, which was, I don't know, was it 10 years ago or so? About 2000 and uh, as a line. It was about two years ago, yeah, 2001. The kit, um, kit colour is actually like the the, Ars the, um, the Sunderland kit you're wearing. It was very similar colour. Like a navy, yeah, it's like a blue navy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. clash gear. Yeah. Um, and they only made 14, you said. They made the sixteen, I think it was. They made just sixteen out of the Yeah, I saw a picture of it the other day. I'll send, I'll send you the link. Yeah, it's right. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, Man United lost. Anyway, that's enough about Arsenal. Yeah, enough about Arsenal. We've already spent that. Um, obviously, Zaha um, biting the hell. Yeah. Used to feed him briefly, even though he yes. didn't do some of his place in the team. Um, Arsenal lost a tricky one away to Lance. 
but I think they'll come back from that. And Saka, I think, might have, as I mentioned this earlier, but might be out of the game. Yeah. He's played every game for Arsenal pretty much, hasn't he? Like in the last, he's year. not missed a game. He's not, not missed a game, game. For, in the Premier League for or is a long really? time. It's yeah, yeah, and he's had a, he does get a lot of kicks as well, obviously because of the way he plays. But oh. yeah, he's had basically he's come off with a knock twice in the last two games, and then in the last this last game against um, uh, Lons, he's uh, which you know is the first time Arsenal have lost this season. He's um, possibly tweaked a hamstring, so. I kind of hope he doesn't play against Man City, really, because he he's a bit of a talisman. Well, he's a talisman for us, and mm. he need, he needs a bit of a rest. And also, we're going into an international break um, after this weekend, I think it is. So, yeah, a bit of a rest for him. Um, but yeah, ours in a weird way. I know this is talking sounds ridiculous because it's my team that lost, but um, I'm <laughs> I'm not glad we lost, but. The Champions League, teams like Lons winning kind of shows that the Champions League, you know, does throw up surprises still a little bit. And also it isn't, um, you know, what we're trying to say, it's not just dominated by all the big teams straight away. You know, 100% that, you know, the, the, the Lons are obviously a big team in France, but I think your more modern football fan would think, well, Arsenal just rock up and beat them 3-0 and it's going like we did with PSV. Still some difficult uh, games though, yeah? Yeah. It's good if the game is my way of yeah. rationalising that defeat. And then Manchester United basically just continue to <laughs> throw <laughs> throw th- chances away and uh, and kind of contrive to lose. I mean, they're in trouble yeah. already, aren't they? They've lost their first two games in the Champions League. Um, yeah. yeah, difficult, looking difficult good. for them. Um, Newcastle uh, had a great victory. They, um, yeah. you know, you've got to hand it to them, really. They had a bit of a wobble in the league a few weeks ago, but they seem to have yeah. gone from strength to strength and, you know, like yeah. dripping from their hands, uh, continuing to uh, uh, put PSG to the sword. So that was great for them. Yeah, uh, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it was quite fun, actually. This morning over here in Australia, I listened to Talk Sport on the way to work because I quite often do... Um, one, you know, once the clocks sort of align a bit, because you catch the tail end of um, like the second half of a lot of the European matches, and they were interviewing Geordie um, <laughs> Newcastle fans, and I'm gonna say this, but every single cliche about Geordie fans getting—I mean, obviously it was straight after the game, but you know, singing they're on the road to Barcelona, um, you know how much, <laughs> how they destroyed. The PSG, Mbappe, you know all these teams are overrated, etc., etc. So all these players. So um, you cle- it was a bit of a cliche fest of Geordies getting very excited and that they're going to, you know, they're the best team ever and all. And they couldn't handle coming to New. Good luck to them, that bird. Fair play last. They'd, good luck. <laughs> good luck to them, says Daniel. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Uh, I did, yeah, I did. I did see someone else. You know, and I'm sure it's probably everywhere. But it was like, what was it? Sports washing. Three sports washing, one. So uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, you could that reignite all that. But I also there's also a narrative developing now of Newcastle being a bit of a plucky underdog, which is kind of crazy, really. They've signed some, but um, lots of money. So they've played some. They've signed some very good players on it. Yeah, okay. And they then they did beat PSG, but and um, obviously Jude Bellingham as well as we were just having a quick look. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of superlatives. Just I'm running out of superlatives to describe how good he is and how consistent he is. Yeah, and he's playing a much yeah. more advanced role at Real Madrid. He's playing more forward than yeah. he ever has, I think, um, previously. At the Dortmund, he was a kind of more kind of anchor, anchoring, maybe a number ten, maybe a bit lying a bit deeper. But he's going yeah. for he's in the box loads. Uh, for Real Madrid, yeah. probably just to do with their personnel, but I think he's loving it because he's he's a total goal scorer. He's, as well, it, a, I saw some stats where he basically his defensive contributions are way way down this year because he's like as you said, he's, he's not yeah he's not playing that role. role. He's not playing that. He's with the Zidane. Well, well, uh, I mean, he's playing like a in yeah. the Zidane sort of areas of the field with a with the number five on his back, the, the Zidane shirt. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> He's, yeah. he's so good. It's it's, it's good everywhere. I mean, I'm it's, watching it's, him for England in the World Cup, and he just I think I'll send you early. He just wants the ball the whole time. He's shouting for the I, ball. I remember you. Yeah, but I remember you said at the time you uh, well, you did a podcast, didn't we? And I remember you can hear him. Time like you can hear him from the stand. Yeah, shout, he's shouting. Yeah. and not yeah. just that he does the, he does the mucky stuff as well. He gets back and he actually wins tackles. Yeah. And he um, not not for Real Madrid at the moment, but normally. Uh, he would play a more deep lying role where he, he, he not you know he's he's a big lad as well. He can sort of uh, knock yeah. people off the ball and, and oh, he, he looks stuff. So 
he looks like an amazingly good player. But yeah. you know as well, I don't know if you know this, but Birmingham retired his nut his shirt number That's right, as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems when at the time I was like, like, what? like kids, kids like yeah. nineteen years old, what you did that for. But as the years go by, you kinda of go, actually, yeah, that was probably yeah. fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah. But and they'll always they'll always have that bit of um bit of uh sort of media attention. But yeah, what he is I mean, it doesn't take a genius. And his brother's not yeah. so bad either. He's he's like, he's taller. Taller. Yeah, um, yeah. They'll take yeah, one, one day. Both for England. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think Mike, okay. Joe might take All a right. bit longer. He's younger, obviously. He's got he's got a bit more time to develop. Yeah, more potential. He's a very good engine. He's still he's a very good player yeah. as well. Like he's um, he's, he's playing yeah. a very very confident team at the moment as well, which is blossoming. Um, Celtic were one 0 up and then got beat two one at home. So it looks like another. Yeah difficult Champions League campaign for Celtic but um, we'll see how that yeah, goes last minute wasn't it as well so yeah, yeah. yeah. Certain, yeah. City strolled past plan. Leipzig um, probably well not apparently too they much. didn't know um, <laughs> listening to the radio commentary they said um, it, you know it looks like they did but apparently they, they did actually struggle to um, to break them open but yeah ultimately yeah. well the stats like, seem to be look quite one sided but yeah I didn't Full disclosure: yeah. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. I will probably. I watched it either. I just, I was listening to the. Um, okay, maybe that's that's lying. Radio, the radio report, the old-fashioned way. Um, but yeah, they've. I mean, Alvarez apparently played really well for them, so I haven't seen any of the goals yet. But uh, yeah, good performance go. all around. Um, yeah, great. I think we'll move on now. Did you want to talk about Arsenal ladies, yeah. Matt? Some record attendance, is that right? Well, I was just going to mention because. Um, uh, you know, post World Cup, the Women's Super League um, in uh, in England obviously is kind of you know just like the Premier League. It's got all the greatest players pretty much from world what, women's world football. But um, yeah, the I'm just aware also that the w, the W League no, it's not called the W League, sorry, is it the A League's women kicks kicks off in a couple of weeks, uh, ten days actually over here. But in um, Arsenal played Liverpool, Arsenal women. Lost one nil, but they played at the Emirates, and it was f- almost fifty five thousand um, uh, fans right. in attendance. And the capacity is like sixty thousand, so that's pretty good, you know. Uh, so it just shows you, um, you know, the potential and the way things can change so quickly. Obviously, they don't play all their games at the Emirates, but there is a um, there's been work in place over the last year or so. So for this season, they will be playing more of the kind of I suppose the category A games at the Emirates, and um, yeah, to get a crowd like that uh, is yeah, it is amazing, really. So a couple of Aussies in the Aussie team of Catley. Yeah, Cat- yeah. Well, there's uh, Greeny Cross is there now as well. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, Caitlin Ford and Steph Catley. So got a strong history of um, Aussie players. So Cooney Cross looks like a really good player as well. So it'd be yeah. good, good to see how, how she goes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. You know, I'm not expecting fifty thousand fans to kind of turn. Well, there's not really the stadiums not every week, that, but for the, for, for um, the A League women. But it's a good. It just shows you how much um, things can change, how quickly it's things can change, and oh, and also with the momentum. And also, I know in Australia there is, you know, we, we you know, there's obviously this big hope that the um, obviously the men's performance in 2022, and then the women's World Cup that was hosted down here, such a success that it's going to translate to more. Um, you know, more bums on seats and spectators in the domestic um, professional league. So, yeah, I'm going to, I know we've talked about it as well, hopefully get up to a few more games this year in the A-Leagues and see some of the women's games as well. Yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that, despite the fact they lost 1-0, they've, you know, 50, almost 55,000 people rocking up. If you'd have said that to me, let's be honest, if you'd have said that to anyone, literally a, a very few years ago, people would have thought you're, you're just lying <laughs> or you're insane so just yeah again it just shows the massive potential that's still out there so yeah good stuff yeah. Mel- Melbourne City men's have also had a good was they had a good result in China oh yeah the night. yeah they won 2-1 yeah, they they drew, drew their yeah. first game and we're going to go to the next one I think Matt is that right we're going to go and yeah, it's yeah, yeah, the home game yeah. we'll try and get up to the home game and yeah. we'll report on that when yeah. we go just to get yeah, definitely Asian Champions League action just take that off the but it would be good to get yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to get some. I know we've talked about it as well, but it'd be good to. Uh, now we're kind of, we're apparently well and truly out of the COVID era. <laughs> apparently, um, we can actually get back to watching um, some regular live football again, which would be nice. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, it'd be nice. Um, I did also, you know, and I just wanted to bring up the fact that I did. Uh, you know, there's a regular 
I'd say it's a regular section on the pod of um, you know, middle-aged men's health updates. Um, <laughs> nothing major, nothing major in that battle. battle. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 slowly improving. It's slowly improving. Um, but um, you know, I I, I've always, I had discovered that I've uh, you know, brace yourself. I've actually got a Veruca on the same foot that's got a fat pad injury. So uh, it's a real double whammy. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I've had one of those since I was at school, like a primary school. Well, you say that. You say that. What is that? A virus? What is a Veruca? Is a well, it's what essentially, isn't it? It's like that's, a virus. It's a virus. Yeah, it's a peers. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's just a bit of a sore bit on my foot. But where'd you get them from? Them? Like sweaty socks or like from changing room for Veruca shop? Oh, um, <laughs> the uh, sorry. You uh, yeah, basically um, sweaty like wet, damp, sweaty environments like. You know, gyms and change rooms and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. You are a bit of an addict, so it's understandable. I mean, well, you know, yeah. Actually, you're going to think, if you go there, that must yeah. what you do. Well, we do um, Pilates and yoga, you do it barefoot. So, uh, oh, oh it up. well, they're not wiping down yeah, the, no. the reformer before you get on it, before you mount the reformer. Oh, I, wonder, I wonder if I've, well, I wonder if I've picked up a mat and someone's at a, anyway. I can't. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking to blame anyone. So what do you have uh, to do? Do you have to wear the rubber the the, the rubber sock when well, you the it brought back memories. It brought back memories of. I mean, I don't know if this is a thing um, everyone knows about, but obviously me and you do. Being of a certain age, um, that in the old back in the eighties, <laughs> if you had if you had swimming at school and you were wearing a rubber sock, it was pretty bloody embarrassing because it meant you had a veruca, and obviously everyone would be very supportive back in the nineteen eighties. Definitely not. Absolutely, rip into you about it, and so oh, you know, they it, got, it's better than not wearing one. You have a Lavruca, isn't it? Like, isn't that like the like the sensible and like community spirit thing? To not spread your virus yeah. to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember like some kid chucking the sock around in the changing room when we were kids. Like, just you, you, you know, we, they're not eight year olds. What are you going to do? Yeah, they were buggers for getting half an hour as well. They weren't easy to put. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the Falcon was that the house. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you? Ha- yeah, talking hats. Did you ever? I never. I never genuinely hand on heart. I've had to wear a Faruka sock before. Did you ever? I think, have I, to I, think I did. I think I did at one point. One yeah. minute once, but there wasn't. Some people just was, it out. Them. Some people was just yeah, they were man. Man. <laughs> Some people seem to just have a Faruka sock on every other week. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was it wasn't I'm not me. You know that kid at school that never quite wanted to do PE. Oh, yeah, you know. I probably had yeah. them. It's probably the the person whose mum inspected their feet every week in a weird way because I probably had them and my mum yeah. didn't care and just like occasionally would go, "What's that, that massive like white thing on your toe?" And yeah. then work out, yeah. that "I've got yeah. a um, But yeah, but it's, um, I just it just yeah it brought it brought back memories of those you know, those poor kids who probably been scarred for life having to wear like a blue. Do you I, I think it was like a blue sock. Do you remember at swimming pools? And I know these are just a little bit, probably still can remember myself yeah. sounding stupid now. But like the little bath that you walked through, like the little like foot bath yeah. that you yeah, walked yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, surely that's like a soup of like microbes. Like no, it, was, it, was, it was basically super um, super chlorinated, wasn't it? So you, you, you don't have that. It, you go to a local nah. swimming pool, they don't Up have that like years. trough where like the farm animals walk yeah. through. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's quite nice. I just remember it, it was, was really cold. warm. It was always, oh, it was warm. Oh, oh, I, know, I remember it being warm. Oh, I always remember the one. Where did you go? You wasn't there. I was in a class pool. <laughs> I know, but I was actually probably. In, in, okay. I remember. Um, I remember going warm one and thinking, "Oh, this is lovely," and then getting in a swimming pool and it been bloody freezing. So it's kind of the opposite, the opposite way around, you know. But oh, yeah, I think they were designed. To, uh, bomb your feet with so much chlorine that if you did have anything vaguely veruca like, at least it, you know, it had a fight. I used to just, I used to just like walk, I used to walk on the little on the of like the side or just jump <laughs> over it. I didn't really like it because <laughs> just yeah. I didn't like the thought of everyone walk because it didn't seem to be irrigated, didn't seem to drain at all. They just filled it up and just sit there. I was just like, this can't be good. Like, maybe, it didn't feel maybe, right. Maybe we could find a, a swimming pool. Um, you know, a swimming pool uh, engineer or technician who can give us some updated guidance on this. Because why don't they have? They have showers still, but you you know that's cool. what's that going to do? You know, like um, they don't have um. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'd forgotten about those a bit. Those sort of foot toe digging stations, yeah. but they were definitely a thing. Like in like, uh, swimming pools. 
a little bit of a tangent, but do you remember like during foot, yeah. it was foot and mouth disease and I went over to Ireland yeah. and you had to come, because yeah. it was in England and not Ireland yet, and they were paranoid in Ireland because the meat dairy industry is obviously much larger part of the economy now. But you had to get off the yeah. plane and they had this like big, big plastic tubs with like sponges with like, and like, um, disinfectant oh, and you had to like yeah. just basically put your feet into the disinfect not completely submerge no. it basically just yeah. just basically disinfected to the soles of your shoes because I'm just so paranoid about right. coming out that was, I'm going back a long time now I'm going back probably I don't know 20 years or something but um, yeah no, I, I, so a similar kind of idea disinfecting feet uh, before you get in the pool but yeah no I, I do know um, in Australia there's they call it foot and mouth, don't they? Like kids get a sort of thing, but it's 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 not for me. Being from England, that I've got visions of like basically poor cows being slaughtered and people mm. washing. Like, There's something called hand, foot and mouth, isn't there? Is there something? Oh, different? that's what it is. Hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just farm animal one. Like are Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely not. Um, I don't think you get it from like bothering you know dairy cattle or something but um yeah memories eh? make sure you make sure you give us an update how the how the vrukas travel well, where are we at we'll stay is it is it still weeping at the moment or is it like is it like oh, age weep. The moment? no no wow i mean i mean that's a common common misconception about vrukas <laughs> and why people over the years of i fell straight i fell right um, in the trap there didn't i you did you did your ignorance shone through like a beacon um of ignorance um yeah the um no, no, they, they, you basically get a weak acid applicator and or you can freeze it off, but I got the weak acid thing and you just, you basically dunk that, you, you apply a bit of acid on a sort of uh, varnishy brush, like, you know, just, the brush it's, thing. It's fixing yeah, the virus to stop it getting oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically you rocks it away and you put, uh, this that's lovely, and you put, um, I hope my missus is listening to this, <laughs> I've got manky feet disorder, and um, you then put a <laughs> stick, you put a plaster or, or a band-aid over it and um, off you pop, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. What about um, any uh, any sleep? Uh, oh no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing to report. Nothing to report at the moment. So I gave a bit of a did I? I gave a bit of a rundown last week. I think so. I won't, I won't bore everyone this week. But yeah, all, yeah. all good. Yeah. All right, mate. We might, we might give it, a, might give it a, give it a, yeah. Um, finish up now if, if that's all right with you yeah i think so hopefully this all records and hopefully next time we do this arsenal will have not lost to manchester city preferably will have beaten them and um yeah and then will have beaten middlesbrough at home as well so that's You've got the derby haven't you yeah that's on um it's not really a derby, it's not a 12 it's a derby. oh you're only saying that because you think you're bigger than is it the earlier no the newcastle sun is the derby you know it's not even though no, there's derbies in it it was, it was part of North York in the 1970s. It was, it was really... Oh, here we go. Here we go. They're not a real town. They're not. No, 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 no. It's no criticism of Middlesbrough at all. Hang on. I'm going to say I'm, just so I'm clear. I have nothing against Middlesbrough. I quite like Middlesbrough, actually. Uh, but it's I'm not my really... best friends are from My best friends are Eastsiders. Uh, but it's not really considered that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a bit of a. It's a, it's a bit of a derby. Here, it is actually. It, it, oh, it's, mate, it's on Saturday at ten thirty, mate. Maybe we, you could come around. We could watch it. Ten thirty p.m. Yeah, yeah definitely. Good, actually. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, yeah. let me know. Yeah. Let me send me a text. The game will be on at ten thirty as well, actually, as it happens. Oh, is it? But um, yeah, no, yeah, I'll be up for that. Yeah, have you got? Yeah, what? Yeah, what's the early game? Luton. Oh, someone, oh. isn't it? I think it's Luton. It's not Luton, Chelsea, or something, is it? This is. No, it could be. This is what the fans want to hear. Yeah, because I discussing what the game is on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is Luton Spurs at 10 30. Well, I think I'd rather watch Sunday Middles. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll say All right. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. See everyone. See you soon. Bye. Bye.